Welcome to This Podcast Is Not For You. Uh, my name is Jake. My name is Peyton. And we are sitting here with Howard Nunnally. Howard. Wow, hello guys. No, How's no, it going? There. It's going pretty good. You know, I, my first thought, I think that the uh, intro music needs a little drum action in there. That's not gonna what lie. I thought, Howard. Um, do you want to hear my original? I'll show you my original mix. I can't drums. wait. I yeah, cannot wait. you like, wow, this is way better. And I got outvoted. We're sitting with Howard. Howard Nunnally, how are you? What's up, guys? I'm doing good. Tell the people who you are real quick. Wow. Who is Howard Nunnally? I am a drummer born uh, and raised in Joplin, Missouri. I live in Nashville now. Used to play for Jake, Jay Thrill, Bennett. Now I'm playing for some artists, uh, Grant Landis out in Nashville, Dacia McBride. Got some cool stuff going on. Elevator yes. pitch. And Howard is here with us, and we just got back from the movie theater. We saw A Quiet Place Part 2. Have you heard about this? Do you, you guys know about this? Pretty up to date. Yeah, what did you guys think? We're just going to do a quick review. I thought it was uh, very good. I thought it was uh, about as good as you could do a sequel to the first film. Yeah. Yeah, That's um, we talked about that a little bit, is the idea of, did, did it need a sequel? Um, you know, and that's just an interesting question. I don't know if any movie needs a sequel, you know, if it's a good movie, then it's a good movie and it lives on its own. But I think I enjoyed the story enough to see what John wanted to do with that world, you know, and some of these characters. Um, so I was really excited for it. And obviously the COVID wait, you know, was crazy. So I feel like aside from Tenet, and I feel like Tenet probably would have benefited being released in an environment now, you know, that everyone feels comfortable. But I feel like Quiet Place Part 2 was the first big movie. Yeah, there were a lot of people there tonight. Yeah. So, so masks optional. So, you know, it feels like everyone's kind of easing restrictions. And so I was excited, and it seemed like a lot of other people were excited about it. And it's not just sequel cannon fodder, I feel like. It was really well shot. I thought the cinematography was really oh, yeah. interesting at times. Like... Especially the beginning, like the prologue section had some really cool like camera stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of good backlit shots at dusk and yeah. Um it's uh it's prettier, I think, than the first film. Hmm. In that way. Interesting. Yeah, and they were I feel like they were it's the first one's not really like a bottle movie, obviously, but they don't leave the farm. Sure. So yeah, well, that, there's a noticeable up in the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Especially the visual effects. There's a lot more visual effects yeah. in this movie. Yeah, which could be a bad thing, but sure. I don't think that it was in this particular instance. I mean, I thought there, I, I thought the visual effects are really well done. You yeah, know? I mean, the the cool thing about the first Quiet Place is they they really shied away from showing too many big shots of the the alien monster, or whatever. Yeah, uh, but this one they don't shy away, and again with the up budget thing, um, you know. I think they do a great job of that. It's going to be nearly impossible to truly animate something that is not real and it's an alien. Yeah. It's nothing moves like it on Earth. It's not really animalistic either. Yeah. It's going to be hard to make that. It's the same thing with Gollum. It's like Gollum doesn't hmm. look 100% real because nothing looks like Gollum. It's not, yeah, because he's not so real. So in your mind, there's nothing to draw that 
hmm. conclusion to, but it does look very good. Like it yeah. looks to me, it looked with going in, knowing that like nothing really looks like this. Yeah. There was maybe one shot that I was like, eh, hmm. it looks a little bit CG yeah. there, but everything else I thought was really convincing. Yeah. And that for how much they showed, like, like you said, Howard, the, for how much they showed it, it stood up for most of yeah, the movie. Because they're a character at this point. Yeah. Like the monsters as a whole are kind of their own character. And um, yeah, I thought the the prologue was really cool. Like the, you know, day one stuff. I, I My favorite part of post-apocalyptic type worlds um, is like the, can you convince me that this is different than any other post-apocalyptic story I've seen before? And just the world building is probably my favorite part of these. Yes. And I think that's what is so good about like the quiet place series is they're clever Mm. in the way that they unfold the, the world building and the story of how this is happening. You know, they they never clue you in too much, Mm. which, uh, you know, personally, I think some of the other, you know, Cloverfield later movies get a little too silly and stuff like that. And their, their presentation of what's happening and and the origins and everything. But Mm. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I I definitely agree that they don't hold your hand, I guess, is how I would describe it. Um, I, I think the prologue was a great start, very tense, very, like, we're, like, in this world again. It's subtly done. It's yeah. quiet. Like, <laughs> quiet place. Okay. It's, uh, like, as um, you're seeing the... Uh, meteor come down. I assume we're doing spoilers. Okay. As you're seeing the meteor come down, like you don't immediately, people don't just start screaming. They just kind of like Mm. stand up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we should probably go home and see what is going on. That's how people would react. Yeah. I think Um, it is a little beat for beat, like, you know, War of the Worlds, Day After Tomorrow type, like one day is happening and you the camera's wide, you know, it's pretty far back, capturing everyone moving and mm-hmm. then the monsters come in. It's like it's the prologue is is pretty straightforward in terms of like doomsday stuff. Yeah. Um but the first ten minutes before that happens, I think is really mm. really well done. Mm. Cause you can't just start the movie with people getting running around, getting freaking out. Cut in half. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Yeah, the the interesting thing about the Quiet Place movies is how funny, when you remove yourself from the moment in the movie, how funny it is that a can of paint can bring tension. Or it's so funny, right? Because there's a there's a section in probably the third act where this character is like climbing over this desk and there's like a stack of papers and there's sure. like a roll of spray paint. And right. you see that and you're like, oh! It's just hilarious that those kind of things in this world can bring tension. And I think what's so great about the prologue back to what you were saying, Pate, is like it is so slow and it's like bubbling over that you you're like waiting, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, And uh, yeah. And so then when it does happen, it's not this loud crash bang thing that you're expecting, which is really cool, I think. And uh counterintuitive i guess to most like quote suspense thriller and even the sound mix like even though this film doesn't start silent like the first one does 
it is still pretty low. Like the mm. dialogue's pretty low. Nothing's too loud. Yeah. The baseball game's not even that loud. Yeah. The clapping's not loud. Like there's nothing really that really jumps out in the in the mix. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets quiet. Obviously, whenever people yeah. are trying to hide, so it's like, even though it it and that's what the the reason I say that is the first movie started completely silent, so it's naturally going to have that build up, mm. that tension of like, yeah, you're not used to watching movies that are silent, yeah. So, and I think they did a a good job of not just making it something completely different on this. Yeah, one. yeah. it really I, felt like a second part, which, yeah. um. We can talk about more, but well, why do you say that? I, if you guys talk, I've been jabbering. Well, I think what you're saying like speaks to what's so good about this movie is its subtlety, yeah, right. And then you know when you go into like the performances, especially like child actors, make mm-hmm. me oh they annoy me so much sometimes because yeah. they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right? but like I guess you know uh, kudos to John Krasinski and his directing, you know, and yeah. the, the child actors as well. Like they sell it. Yeah. And it's again in the subtlety. Yeah. They're not overreacting when they should be. Um, right. They're, they're restrained performances. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah. And then another thing about the, the actors is personally, I felt that the absence of John Krasinski was a little noticeable. Yeah. Um, but then again, having Killian, is it Killian or Cillian? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah, I've heard both as well. I'm Mr. sure unless you're Irish, I don't think it matters. <laughs> Mr. Murphy. <laughs> Mr. Murphy. <laughs> Having a, a, a strong lead like that um, helped to fill that void. Yeah. And he's a, he's a great actor, oh, obviously. Amazing. So he was, you know, every time he's on screen, you're glued. I yeah. actually wish his character was a little bit more fleshed out even. Yeah. Um, it seemed like there's something more there. Yeah. Right? Right. Because like we were friends, you know, and yeah, he seems, yeah, that's the stuff that I would like to yeah. see more. Because obviously, like his emotions are on the surface of losing his family, and yeah, that's that's probably his main motivation. And like, um, he's got really good scenes with um, the deaf girl's name. Oh, Millicent Simmons. That's her, Millicent or Millicent. He's got really good scenes uh, with yeah. her and. That's where we see most of his development, but it would have been nice to see a little bit more um, either backstory pre yeah, or yeah, something else. His character did seem like a very intricate, like it, it seemed like he had a story. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. And, and I, maybe I, that's just Killian Murphy. That, that's like, what I expect I more from him yeah. or something. Like I always feel like he's got something going mm-hmm. on because he's so good and everything yeah. he does, but. Yeah, I was wondering um, if that was an intentional casting because, well, I mean, obviously it was intentional, but I sure. mean, did, oh, they, no doubt, no doubt. did they want people to not trust him because he plays a bad guy in almost everything? Now, sure. I haven't seen Peaky Blinders. I know, I know. But I mean, he, he, is he a bad guy? The protagonist, he's still a bad guy, yeah. Oh, see, so it's like, I wonder if that's part of the, the tension that they wanted the audience to feel. It's like, because sure. even Chelsea, my fiance, was like leaning over and she's like, I bet he's actually that's what I thought going in. Yeah, totally. Even yeah. though the quality is really bad, Twenty Eight Days Later is a really good movie. It reminded me a lot of Twenty Eight Days Later. He's hmm. he's the lead in that. Yeah. it's post apocalyptic, but um, because he's kind of got the same uh raw like manly like gotta survive type gotcha. stuff going on. Yeah. So he's obviously done it before. Um, 
that might be worth watching if somebody likes um that's one that not a lot of people know about yeah danny boyle movie but yeah i think uh it's old yeah what's funny is i don't know the what do you mean when you say i guess i want to know what do you mean when you say it felt like a part two like a natural part two do you remember yeah it didn't it didn't feel like a sequel it felt like a continuation of the same story that's why i don't think there's that many spoilers it's 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 how you would naturally take what you know from the first movie onto a bigger stage mm. and how they're going to, because all of a sudden you get the seed of how to defeat an alien at the mm. end of the first right. film. Right. So naturally human, the human race would somehow try to um, duplicate that or make yeah. it on a bigger scale. Yeah. The main character which is now the daughter, essentially, Hmm. Um, which was really cool because I think her character in the first film was a little bit lacking. She's not there for most of the climax. Yeah. Um, But then she's basically our main character, and she really grows up in this movie. Yeah. Um, But it felt like it was just, yeah, just a continuation, not really a, Hmm. a sequel. Like, let's do it again type of thing. Yeah. Right. Which I think is the smart way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I have two kind of little observations. Uh, One, you know, speaking on the sequel thing, I noticed, correct me if I'm wrong, we didn't know their names in the first movie, right? I don't think we knew John's character's name. Yeah, and so they (laughs) just start dropping names. Yeah. Like uh, Lee Lee and Emmett, yeah. Um, Which is... It was very interesting um, going at that. And yeah. then another thing, this is, this is uh, you'll have to follow me here. This is somewhat okay. of a, an assumption. Interesting. I assume that John Krasinski's character and Killian Murphy are like ex-military, probably were, were either police buddies. At least adjacent, or, yeah. Yeah, military buddies, something like that. Because they're both very skilled with weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to have that kind of bond. They're both kind of... Rough, tough, yeah. manly guys. Um, so I, th- I think that's just what I picked up, and I think that might explain how they're able to survive in this yeah. chaotic yeah. world. He's at least. It seems like Killian Murphy's at least adjacent in some way, um, just from the one line at the beginning where John's character asks him if there's anything going on at the base. Yeah, with yeah. his brother, be a military yeah. base. So, yeah, that's true. I totally forgot about that. That's crazy. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And I was trying to see what his tattoo was. Yeah, that looks like you a know? military yeah, tattoo yeah. to yeah, me agree, as well. Yeah. Huh? He's like, yeah, I just called him. I can call him again. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I was just assuming that they were like, I thought they would be brothers, but I'm glad that it, it, they weren't. But, you know, it's like... I think it would have given maybe the character stuff that we wanted, I mm, guess, but yeah. it would have been pretty low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like, it would have been pretty easy to write that. Yeah, I was thinking about that and like... You know, I mean, we'll, you know, because quote unquote casual critics like us, like um, I was thinking about, well, of course they'd run into someone that they knew from before, but it's like, it's not like they've left. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of in the same area. So that, that does make sense that yeah. they would be like, and especially like if they were ex-military or, you know, have family there in the military or whatever, it's like they would be the ones that survived. And, you right. know, so yeah. it's like, that makes Definitely. sense, even though I, you know, the casual critic to me is like, that's so like easy, but it's like, Oh True. yeah. You know, I'm kind of dialing it back. I'm like, yeah. That, and even when he says in the second one, you know, 
Emily asks him, did you know that it was Lee when he was lighting the fires every day? And Emmett's like, yeah, I, I did, you know? And so there's obviously some familiarity there. Like he expects that to have been him and he, you know, so yeah, I, I think that's, I do think it was really like well written and executed, which I guess subtle would be a, a good word for that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a testament to how to do, you know, it, it is a sequel. It's part two, but how sure. to do a good one mm-hmm. in an original world um, without doing a copy and paste method. I, I, I feel like the climax was completely different. I'm super, probably major spoiler, about, probably about the only one you could give, uh, but I'm really glad that, like, Cillian's character didn't die because yeah. that would have felt like the exact same. Right. Um, sacrificing himself. Yep. So, you know, so I was really, I thought the movie was better, which normally I thought the first one was great because John did die. This one I think is great because Cillian didn't. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel like the same yeah. story I think the, tropes. I think and, the thriller elements in this movie were stronger. Hmm. I think the dramatic elements were a little bit weaker. You don't have the father-daughter relationship. Yeah. You don't have the, there's yeah. more family stuff in the first movie. Yeah. Um, because John has publicly said it was basically just about his kids. Mm. He wrote the story about his kids, essentially. Mm. Like, and, and you could feel that, I think, in the first one. This one is basically just a, uh, a thriller movie. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, obviously, you already know the characters, so you've You're got some backstory. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's less familial stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's worse. It's just different. Yeah. Which is good, I think. Yeah, I agree. That was my favorite part of the first movie was mm. the the father-daughter bond. Yeah. And the moment where he signs, I love you. I yeah. get tears. I yeah. get tears. Yeah. 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 That was... I mean, I feel like that was the heartbeat of the first one, right? It's like... I mean, as much as you don't want to say, it's like, well, it's her fault that her brother died, <laughs> right? I mean... And so, as a father, how would you... Yeah. How would you, like, tackle that, you know? And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's what you see a lot of, like, I know personally in my family, my grandparents got divorced because hmm. my mom's sister got hit by a car and their parents blame each other. Right. And they, I mean, you see that all the time anytime yeah. a tragedy happens and someone is technically at to fault, blame. Yeah. even though the world is chaos yeah. and it's yeah. evil. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way it is. Yeah. Yes, you could have done something to let this person live for another 60 years, but it's like it is far beyond anyone to like really save somebody. So you see that happen all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. There's like a lot of emotion to dive into, especially as. Yeah. Um, you can see it in his face when he's talking to his son and he's that scene at the waterfall. So, yeah. There's was, a lot of that in the first movie. I was wondering. Did John like lose someone like that or something? Yeah, you I know, mean, could I be. Mean, I'm glad that we don't know. He doesn't have to say everything like that sure. publicly. But if he did write that, um, I hadn't heard that he wrote it about his real life kids. So um, that could be why it's so impactful. You know, the first one mm-hmm. and specifically. But uh, let's just real quick uh, to wrap it up. Let's talk about the theater experience. Yeah. Uh, the first one, if you have been a longtime listener, you know the, that. The first one was one of my favorite theater experiences. It's just, 
it was unexpected. So um, the second one, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. You know, the the it's like you said yesterday or two nights ago, we were talking about it. The gimmick is over. It's not sure. new. And, you know, when we're going in to watch the second one. Uh, but I still thought it was very suspenseful. And yeah. and you could feel it in the theater specifically, right. you know. And maybe it might be, you know, it was probably the most full theater I've been in in a year and a half. For so sure. That was probably part of it. But Yeah, I mean, um, we saw Tenet eight times. There was three people total. Every time, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought it was... It was a good experience. I don't think, obviously, I don't think it's going to beat the first one in terms of the theater experience. But sure, what do you think? Yeah, I I agree. You know, the first one that was that was the first time I ever went to the movies by myself. Whoa! Yeah, it started a trend for me. Just going to movies by myself. My it's favorite eye and heart opening experience. I love going to movies by myself. You do, right? Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, going with a group uh, to see this one, it was uh, it was a cool experience getting to share that with people. And, you know, aside from all the COVID stuff, you know, this is, you know, everyone knows this is time to go back to theaters, but, yeah, um, I, I think they overcame some of the, uh, you know, they, and like you said, they know it's not going to top the suspense of the first one in every way, but they upped it by turning up the thrill. Yeah. So they traded in, like some you said, thrill? some of the heart, the thrill, Okay. like thriller, you know, uh, they traded in a little bit of the, the familial heart aspects. Yeah. They turned up the thriller, um, mm. to make up for, for some of that to, to make it still a unique theater experience. Yeah. That's just, that's just what I think. So because the first time it was, it was a who's who. Yeah. It was like CIY guys. Yeah. CIY guys, Luke, right. Pete. Yeah. And we saw crazy. it three, we, two or three times. Mm-hmm. And each time it was like that. Yeah. It was a new group of people that yeah. were coming there. Yeah. I would say, um, I remember that one specifically just because it, again, it's open silent. So, any movement that you're making yeah. is going to essentially you're uh, everyone's a monster in the theater. Yeah. They can hear yeah. you like that's all great. of the monsters. It's like, it's that how it's that heightened because yeah. you're in a theater that is supposed to reverberate sound because the speakers are coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, you don't move. This one was a little bit more freeing. I could yeah. eat popcorn at least. Um, in terms of the theater experience itself, uh, I'm with you. I mean, there was the most people there that I had seen. Um, I think that it, the best part of going to the theater is you get to talk with people right after the movie mm. and hear their thoughts. Yeah. Because the thoughts are the most fresh right then. Like, people will forget things, details. and I totally forgot that he had said, I called my brother at the military yeah. base. Yeah, yeah. yeah things totally. they like, things they don't like. It's interesting to hear that feedback right after yeah. the movie. So that's the best part. And yeah. we got that tonight too. Yeah, I, uh, I will say just the last thing that I want to say is I feel like from henceforth, the Quiet Place movies should be known as a no snack movie. Uh, the first one, I think we all got a pass because sure. we were like, oh, what? <laughs> and now, you know, we get it. We know. Don't dig in your popcorn. When, literally. Sure. Okay. So it's like big old action sequence. I think it was the train action sequence, right? right. My fiance literally dug out the box of M&Ms after that scene. And he was silent. And I was like, you could have just, and I was like, 
Never mind. It's either <laughs> it's either a no snack event or it's training for people to when they eat their yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah. First, first and second movie, it's like we're gonna see how you do. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, how well do you pick your times? It was hilarious. And then like the people down, like a couple of people down for me were like very clearly like no self awareness, you know. And so sure. it's just like this is really funny. I was just like, oh yeah, we need to talk about how that's a great way to put it though. It's like every. Every person in the theater is like a monster. You're just like, oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's heightened. I'd love to see a character in the movie have to sneeze, though. I was wondering <laughs> right. about that. But anyway, anything else? We could give it a star, eight out of whatever, out of 10, number, however, I don't know. Yeah. I would say um, I'd like to watch it again, but uh, as well. I would say after first viewing, probably a. It was very enjoyable. I said seven out of ten. Okay. Probably. Howard. You know I love uh, I love decimals. I do. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven point four. Okay. Not quite seven point five. As a sequel, um, it it served the first movie. Yeah. It served it. Yeah. Um, and it was an expansion that was worth seeing. Hmm. So. That'd be a seventy-four percent if my percentages are correct. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna give it probably a seven point five. Nice. I'd say the the rhythm is the biggest thing. I think that's weird. You know, it seemed like there was two kind kind of two climaxes. You know, so it's kind of it's always really jarring when a movie does that. So yep. it, it felt like after the first one, it kind of drug. Dragged, yep. drugged. How do you say that? It drugged. Drug. Yes, of course, as we all know. It felt like it kind of drug after that. Um, but then it was ramping up to something else. You know, you just don't know that in the moment. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the amplifier. It might be dragged. I don't know. That's why I said no idea. Sorry. But it felt like it was going slower than I thought Take that it would. heated of. Heated. Heat. Um, but yeah, so I think... The amplifier thing, kind of mm-hmm. weird. You know, so there are a few things in the movie sure. that just, I would be like, mm. the, the question is like how far, because every movie has movie things. Yeah. That are devices that's like, it's a movie. Yeah. So how far are you willing to take that and not be upset by something? Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the emotion, the characters, those are the movie. It's yeah. like especially in a thriller, there's always going to be something that has to happen for something else to happen. So it's not like I hate it. Um, It doesn't make sense. I guess you could, there could be a way for it to make sense, but you know, yeah, it is one of the The director's cut. Sure. Um, But yeah, that would be, I think that I was leaning towards like an 8.5, but upon reflection, at least after seeing it once that those two big things would be the reason why I probably wouldn't be like, well, you know, really, really, really good. I thought it was really good. I thought it served the first one very well, like you guys were saying. But, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if we're going to do more of these, like, initial, immediate review, reflection chats, but just something we wanted to do after seeing uh, one of the bigger movies that has come out in a First while. one of the summer. Yeah. yeah summer season. Yeah. Movie season. Yeah. So I don't know if 
If you want to hear more of our thoughts, I suppose, Howard will definitely not be here, but me and Pate will be here. He'll be here in spirit. <laughs> yeah. In spirit. I'll be like somewhere in the corner. Over we'll there. zoom him in. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. If this was your introduction to this podcast is not for you, check out another episode. If this was not your introduction to this podcast to you, check out another episode. Like nice and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Smash the like button. Share it with your friends. And hit the bell. That's a new YouTube thing. They call the subscribe button bell. Yeah, why do they do that? I guess it is a bell. Yeah, it has a shape of a bell. Fair. Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening.